Is it Queen? Is it Weird Al? We don't know. I'm not going to tell you. It's impossible to find out. I'm not going to tell you. Is another one going to ride the bus? Or does another one bite the dust? I don't know. Why not both? It can be both. Leave it to your imagination. And my God, what a show we have got. I'm so ready. I am Chris. I am also Chris. And we have got one hell of an all-new Friends with Benefits episode for you. This is not going to be one that bites the dust, because let me tell you, I have. I've double-checked our mixer, our flux capacitor, all of our cables are in tight, my seatbelt is on, I am buckled up for this episode. Do we want to spoil? Do we, do we want to tell them what's coming, or do we want to just let them, let them figure it out? Well, let's go ahead and tell them. Let's tell the people. We have got a special guest, because, uh, you know, we are the, uh, the Friends with Benefits podcast. If you read our description, it says, two guys, sometimes with a guest. Well, guess what? Today is one of those days. We have got a special guest joining us tonight, today, whenever you're listening to it. I don't know podcasts are like a time they're just a construct who knows when you're listening to this you're driving in your car if your mom is with you you probably want to wait to listen to this episode because coming up we have got alice vaughn you if you don't know her as uh, one of the hosts of two girls one mike the porn cast you might also know her <laughs> as uh, the creator of offensive crayons the uh, the crayons that have been banned from Walmart, Amazon, Target, friggin' everywhere, Shopify. It's, you can't get them anywhere. But I don't even know what the hell Shopify is I in a bander. I don't know. I know that you can't get your, uh, your Rakuten bucks on them. You can't get your percentage back when you're buying offensive crayons. Uh, but we'll tell you where you can get them. We'll tell you how offensive they are because I... I know you and I were kind of talking earlier. I don't know how offensive they could possibly be. We're hard to offend. It's true. We it's are true. very hard to offend. So we're going to see in just a few minutes if we are offended by the offensive crayons that uh, our friend with benefits, Alice Vaughn, is going to bring on. Uh, do you want to you you know how I feel about this show? How do you feel about the show? This episode uh, specifically? I feel like we were blessed by a higher power. Oh, no. By, uh, no. Oh. By uh, possibly a deity of some sort. Do you feel like uh, you have uh, I think this episode is going to be called Praised. Praise be the name of McMahonism. <laughs> Hallelujah and amen. Oh, amen. Uh, because if you haven't quite figured it out yet... Uh, we are talking about uh, our segment, uh, real quick, off the top. It is called Things You Can't Do on WWE Anymore. Speaking of offensive. <laughs> You're going to want to save that for later. Oh, no. Yeah, that's... Uh, awkward there, Randall. Yeah, that's not good. Did you see his 4th of July post, by the way? No. It's not white, it's not right. Ew, we talked about that one last week. No, uh, Randy Orton had a uh, 4th of July post. Uh-huh. Where it was like a bunch of fireworks going off. 
and then he walks in silhouetted and does the Orton pose. Oh, and it's like it is it is a straight up ten out of ten. Uh, it it cannot be beat. Um, it is it is great. Uh, yeah, you can find it. I think on his Instagram. Uh, I mean, you know how I feel about a good Orton pose. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty awesome. Uh, but what we're talking about uh, this this week? Let's let let's let Jr. tell us. Uh, this man is Satan like. He is morally corrupt. McMahon has broken every commandment known to the good Lord, and now he wants to bring Shawn Michaels physically, spiritually, emotionally, so diabolical, so devoid of human kindness. The year 2006. McMahon deserves. Vince, you better be the one to hit your knees and pray to the God above. God, I don't like you. You don't like me. Oh, my God. It does not get better with age. Getting the hell beaten out of it. You or anyone else in the world can beat the McMahons. You can't do it. He has been battered, bloody, but he's still breathing. Satan lives. <sighs> this is a. Uh... Does not age well. No, it does not age well. Me versus you and God. Oh. You have finally, finally gone. Completely insane. Uh-huh. In a war. That war for you is going to continue because at Backlash, there's going to be a tag team match, John. You and God versus me, Vince Kennedy McMahon, and my son, Shane. I'm here to announce. Yeah, here we go. This the is the first time a new religion. My own personal religion. No. McMahonism. Oh, fuck. Yeah, now he's going into a church. McMahonism is the theology of the future. Yeah, I know. Theology of the trash can. Here in this arena who will not convert. And his name is Shawn Michaels. In backlash, I can assure you, when my son Shane and I get finished with Shawn Michaels, he will fall on his knees and worship at my feet. I'm like, God no. struck me down as I stand here before you. Well, at least there's some Joey Styles in this. Uh, yeah, well, Joey Styles can only save so much. <laughs> I know. This anymore. Okay, so the year 20, uh, 2006, WrestleMania 22. Uh, it starts with uh, Shawn Michaels versus Mr. McMahon. As you heard, Shawn Michaels beats the living shit out of him. Uh, the, the, the setting. <sighs> Rupp Arena. Yes. Lexington, Kentucky. Historic downtown Lexington, Kentucky is the place. Vince and Shane McMahon versus Shawn Michaels and God in a tag team match. And, of course, McMahon goes over. Yeah. Because that's not even the most, uh, like, uh, that's pretty offensive. But I, uh, during the match, well, first of all, the beginning of the match, uh, they give God a WWE entrance, which you can find on YouTube, uh, from the official WWE 
account, it's God's entrance. And I wish I was making that up. Uh, but McMahon tells God to get jiggy with it and do a, to, much to the delight of, of Commander Scott, uh, and forces him to, uh, the, the, the spotlight to come down to uh, Brodus Clay's music, which would ultimately be Brodus Clay's music. Do you know whose music it originally was? Uh, Ernest the Cat Miller? My man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for the love of, of all things holy and I, no pun intended. What the fuck, man? Like what? Yeah. I, I, I just, and, uh, you know, we, we've talked about this. That was, uh, a show we were both at together. And I'd like to think in separate areas of the arena, you and I were both simultaneously thinking, I hope I get to rip on this on a, on some sort of on-air media at some point in the future. I can't wait to sometime in the, in the future, uh, you know, talk mad shit about this. I was at, at the time I was just really happy to share pay-per-view screen time with Shawn Michaels, my favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, because I am, um, I'm on the screen of that pay-per-view way too much. First of all, way too much, way too much. I'm easy to pick out. If you go back and you watch it on the network, you can find me. I'm on like 80. I got more pay-per-view time than Val Venus that year. Uh, <laughs> that's besides the point. Uh, yeah, it's just the whole thing. Just uh, unknowingly. I believe the first time we were in the same building together. You'd have to assume so. I'm pretty sure that's the first time that you and I were ever in the same building at the same time, which is unbelievable to think about. That's wild. Had no I idea. even have. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say we had no idea at the time. And I even have one of the uh, one of the chairs from that event. I am infinitely jealous of that, and I'm already plotting how to smother you with a pillow and take it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Because then you told me, you're like, oh, yeah, he even, um, like, I lowballed him and he took it. And I'm like, you fucker. Um, I know it's awesome. Like, it's super cool. I am jealous, but, like, it's awesome. Like, what a cool thing. Um, I'll sign it the next time that I'm in town and we'll have a. Boy, if you, if you touch my chair with a pen, I'm hitting, <laughs> I'm hitting you with my other WWE chair. <laughs> I'll, I'll put praise be the name of McMahonism and then I'll sign my name. It'll be awesome. It'll be great. Um, yeah, how did that, like, I want to know why Shawn Michaels agreed to do that shit. Because that's, that, that's trash. Like, it is awful TV. And, like, okay, don't get me wrong. The match, the entrance, the whole thing was offensive. But, like, I think the week before on Raw was the one that got me with, like, when Shawn had been beaten down in the ring and Vince and Shane were trying to get in and, like, pyro would go off every time they got close to the ring and then they yeah. tried to like run away and it went off at the top of the ramp to like make it seem like some higher power was keeping them from escaping and i was just like like uh, i'm an atheist i've been an atheist for a long time but i was sitting there watching it and i'm like this how how was this the segment that they got to and they were like this this is what's going on tv yeah, like there's a there's a point where like McMahon's got a chair because he's gonna go hit Sean with a chair and like the 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 ring post like lightning strikes the ring post yeah. as he's like right next to it and it's like oh fucking come on 
like uh, the the whole thing just reeks of of pathetic just just bad writing just bad bad writing if if you you've got a you've got a worker you've got a you've got a guy on your roster the caliber of Shawn Michaels and you can't think of any storyline better than his faith than something faith based uh, find a new line of work because a writer for WWE you are not yeah if, if the one thing you're going to if the one thing you're going to do writing for WWE is go after to offend the Christians yeah which is uh probably makes up a decent amount of their fan base because the average wrestler is kind of rednecky especially in 06 yeah yeah um like it's just one of those things where it's like you had nothing else. You, you you could have even brought up his past demons, and that would have played out better. They did. They do that with everyone. Hell, they're doing that with Jeff Hardy right now. Uh, you like know, you know how I know that crowd was full of rednecks. This is a story I've never told anybody. This story, but it, it always makes me laugh. So the uh, the theme song. Do you remember the theme song to that pay per view? No, I don't. Uh, it was by a band uh, called Danko Jones. Danko Jones. Right? All right. There's a name that you probably have never heard of in your life. It was called uh, Baby Hates Me, right? Uh, hang on. I might be able to give you a, just a short sample. I, th- I think I have it still uh, because every so often it pops up in my um, like my music. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So it, it, it sounds kind of like this. You may remember from like every fucking break they had in that pay-per-view. Yeah. It's coming back to me. So at one point before the show starts, they have like up on the screen, like they're playing it for the billionth time. And it says official theme, baby hates me, Danko Jones. And the guy sitting next to me, I swear to you, looks up at the screen and goes, it's that dang old Danko Jones, man. <laughs> and I like lost my shit. So every time I like that song comes up, all I hear is dang old Danko Jones, man. And it just, it cracks me up. That dang old Danko Jones, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, the dang old Danko Jones, man. That dang old Danko Jones, man. <laughs> oh, God. Well, yeah, what a terrible, terrible, terrible storyline. Uh, it did uh, check off that I got to see Shane McMahon wrestle. I got to see Vince McMahon wrestle. Uh, and of course, my boy Shawn Michaels on that pay per view. Oh yeah, I got to check a bunch of people off yeah. the list. Uh, I think that was the first time I'd seen Flair wrestle live. Yeah, he got his ass beat by uh, what Umaga. Umaga. Uh, you didn't uh, see a classic between uh, RVD and Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, that was uh, great. A great closing triple threat. Aside yeah. from the botch pedigree on the Spanish announce table, yeah. where Edge's face was purple for like two weeks. That's pretty bad. But when it was all over, uh, we got to hear the whole entire version uh, of um, Bow Down to the King, which hadn't played on TV at that point. So we got to hear a verse that hadn't made it on TV. Uh, And I remember not leaving because I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, like they're playing the whole thing. And like they played it all the way to the end, like they played it to the label. Uh, like they played it all the way to the very end. And I was like, I haven't heard this part yet. So I just kind of hung out and listened to it. 
Um, so that was pretty cool. But other than that, yeah, Shawn Michaels and God, uh, of course, God doesn't go over uh, because he's, <laughs> he's fighting a McMahon. So, and how does God not get top billing main event slot? Like, how do you put God in the mid card? It was the wait. Hold on, because that's when they had to like on the fly come up with that weird ass match striker Eugene segment because yeah, Mickey James got injured. Yeah, like a bunch of people got hurt in this one. Yeah, because um, like Mickey James got injured, and I think that match was supposed to go at least a few minutes longer than it did. Yeah, because uh, I think Trish like tore the shit out of her rotator cuff. Was that Trish that got hurt? That was the one. Yeah. I knew it was Trish versus, Trish versus Mickey James, but I couldn't remember who it was. But, yeah, like Trish tore her rotator cuff and was out for a few months, like then bad. came back to retire. Um, But, yeah, and then, like, the botch spot. So they had to do that. They had the Shane McMahon. Uh, You know, they had the McMahons versus Sean and God. And I remember, like, every there were rumors, like, leading up to the show, like, oh, it's going to be Hogan. Oh, it's going to be Foley. Like, there were rumors yeah. that they were actually going to bring someone in. Nope, it was a spotlight that they made dance. Well, you know the rumor. Well, like <laughs> like what uh, was confirmed by uh, Bruce Pritchard on the Something to Wrestle With podcast is that originally that was supposed to be Bret Hart. And they were in contract negotiations for it to be Bret Hart. <sighs> And uh, it fell, the stuff fell through and um, because that was, um, yeah, that was their original idea because it was going to be, um, can they trust each other to be a tag team to go against Vincent Shane? Like that was the, that was where they were going, but it all fell apart and Brett didn't come back until like what, 2010. So that's, yeah. that's how long it took afterwards. He got inducted in the Hall of Fame earlier than that, but yeah. he didn't make like an on-screen TV appearance for right. years. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was um, that was that that was the original. If that if that makes it sting a little bit more, uh, like they had sat down and they had had meetings with Bret Hart because they were trying to sign him for that match. <sighs> but instead, we got this turd in the punch bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm kind of depressed now. So I feel like we need a pick me up. Let's have a pick me up. I think we do need a pick me up. Chris, I'm excited. And I'm really excited. You can tell I'm excited because I actually cleaned up uh, in the headquarters, uh, in the uh, Friends with Benefits Worldwide headquarters. Not just because we have a guest. But because we have a lady present, Ooh. and I, I was, you know, I've been, the way I was raised, it's just good form to clean up, make our make our headquarters presentable. Uh, because friends with benefits, we have a new friend joining us on this uh, this week's episode. Joining us, we have Alice Vaughn. Alice, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me on, Chris and Chris. And I have to say, you did have to clean up the leaves. Well, you know what? Maybe you should have because I'm kind of dirty. <laughs> oh, that, that's exactly how we like it. Uh, yeah, you're going to fit in just fine here. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to go well. Yeah, um, and and uh, I think this is all I need to say, but there's going to be a whole lot more just when you think that this is enough. There's so much more. Uh, two girls, one mic. A porn cast. 
The porncast. Uh, the the porncast. We are the porncast. Don't the settle porncast. for a, like a store brand, any old porncast off the shelf. Go top oh, no. shelf. We're not there. Right. Go with the porncast. And what makes two girls, one mic, uh, the porncast, the top shelf porncast? Well, I'll start with, we definitely uh, don't do things with one specific mic, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we actually, so my co-host Yvette and I, uh, we review the holes and the plot holes of your favorite porn. Well, maybe not your favorite Chris and Chris, but uh, someone's favorite. Yeah, I'm into some weird stuff. Um, so, like, are you like, legitimately judging, like, buttholes and stuff? <laughs> Well, we generally don't review the buttholes as much. We do make a lot of questions around the buttholes. Okay. Uh, but we normally care about things like continuity and plot. And honestly, we love using it as a jumping off point just to talk about sex, sexuality, all different aspects of the adult industry. And go on a lot of tangents. Oh, yeah. Well, um, okay, so I, I have an idea for a a a porn show that I want, I want a, a professional to tell me if this is a good idea. Uh, so like someone who do, who is, who is involved in the critique of porn. I like, uh, I've been, I've, I've been dying for a soundboard. Okay. Do you remember the Nickelodeon cartoon, the angry beavers? Yes. Okay. So what I would like to do is do a, a review show of porn, but instead of actually showing the, uh, the, the, what we call the naughty bits, I'd like to put in a picture of the angry beaver that corresponds to the color of <laughs> the, 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 the hair because they had, they had one of every color. And then there was one episode where they got, they went bald. Um, and it would be me in a tuxedo with our, uh, puppet dog mascot. <laughs> Uh, and I th- Wait, I'm a little confused. Are we sure <laughs> this is a porn? We're we're all confused about this plot. Like nobody nobody thinks this is a great idea. We have a puppet dog who is trying to be our mascot, <laughs> who's named Ferguson. He's foul mouthed. He's a bad. He's a he's bad. He's a bad dog. Uh, he is a bad dog. But what, like most puppet dogs, correct. Uh, so what we want to do is we want to review porn, um, but because it would be a video show and we would have to put it on like YouTube or wherever, like we'd have to censor it. So we would put pictures of the angry beavers over the genitals of the people, but the color of the angry beaver would be the color of the person's genital hair. And I thought that was a creatively awesome idea, but nobody else likes it. So back to the drawing board. Um, I, I guess a lot of people wouldn't necessarily get it initially. And then what do you do if, if they just have a ball, you know, if they don't have anything down there yeah. he said oh but there's an episode where yeah. they're bald yeah know. yeah there's an episode where they go bald and all their hair falls out so it's just a bald beaver and we have our episode title it's just a bald beaver um into it yeah. I, I, <laughs> so there you go i think unfortunately it's it's too uh niche of uh yeah it's not too many people are going to get the reference. They're going to say, why are there beavers over the beaver? And then right. they're going to click, but it's going to take too long. See, that's, that's my problem with most of my life. It's too niche. So back to the drawing. And you know what? Then you're going to get a lawsuit from Nickelodeon, oh, and yeah. you're going to have some lawyer knocking on your door saying, you can't use the beavers to cover beavers. Do you think Nickelodeon would take me to court for my porn show? Dude, like Nintendo, <laughs> like uh 
Penny Arcade didn't did a comic about this in like 2010. Yeah. Nintendo either had or still has someone whose job it is to surf porn sites and make sure there is no Nintendo licensed like shirts or stuff in the background, or else like then t- they send it to a lawyer who sends a cease and desist. Okay, how do I get that job? I want that job. <laughs> I mean, for real, how do I get that job? But, okay, anyway, I've taken this. Uh, you you said that you guys go on. That's true, though, because, for example, Nintendo owns the rights to Super Horneo Brothers, which is the only porn that they own the rights to. And I'm not kidding. Finally, Ron Jeremy made it with Nintendo. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, and you'd be surprised. I think, like, Disney even owns, like, a MuppetFuckers.net. Wow. But it's actually a really weird story that has very little to do with Jim Henson and the Muppets, but more to, to do with DJ Muppet Fucker, <laughs> who was a very obscure DJ. Uh, how do you? How many bookings do you think DJ Muppet Fucker actually gets? Not many. <laughs> Not, Not enough. Now doing kids parties. Never mind. Uh, which do you think is harder to get through? Uh, the the Super Mario Brothers porn or the Bob? The, the the Bob Haskins Hoskins uh, John Leguizamo movie from the uh, mid nineties. Well, considering I never watched the latter. <laughs> there um, you go. There's your answer. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess so. I know I can get through the porn. Yeah. Well. Um, uh, okay. So I have a question about your your opinion on this current. Uh, the, the, this current porn debate that's going on right now. I don't know Which if one? <laughs> yeah. Mia Khalifa, who is trying, uh. has sent this, has sent out requests to have all of her movies taken down because she's now quote unquote ashamed and trying to get away from her her adult film past. I think it's a it's a cry for attention, and she's still giving away uh, like some of her picture sets with her like OnlyFans or whatever the hell she's running. Um, how much of a garbage person is Mia Khalifa? Oh, very much a garbage person. Yes, you're my um, favorite. And- you are my oh. favorite. <laughs> so here's why she's a garbage person. So for listeners of the show who are not familiar with Mia Khalifa's story, would you mind if I gave them some background? Oh, please do. Absolutely. Please. Great. So... Mia Khalifa, she went into porn industry for three months, which frankly is pretty average. A lot of people, you know, come in, make some money, find out it's really not for them and leave. And here's the thing. Porn is a lot like sales. It's not for everyone and shouldn't be. So that's why a lot of people don't stick around long. It's okay. Now, here's the thing. So when she was in the industry for those three months, she was paid actually a decent industry standard rate. So in the three months, she made 12K uh, from shooting her scenes. And you have to bear in mind that foreign actors, it's not like when you're in Hollywood where you make royalties off your films. Uh, it's not like Hollywood at all. You basically, you shoot a scene and then you kind of move on to your next project. Um, you could compare porn stars more to like YouTube personalities because they have... They have, they're not just doing the YouTube or, you know, they're not just doing the porn. They're doing merchandising. They're interacting with fans. They have like seven different platforms they're running. That's kind of the life of like the now average porn star. And it's more of like an old, 
encompassing business person. Now, here's the thing when it comes to porn clips. As you guys have noticed with the tube sites, a lot of stuff gets stolen, like everything. Yeah. So when a film comes out, obviously people are going to go through, steal clips, throw them up on whichever tube site is there, you know, they want, and make money off that. And here's the thing. The tube sites are guilty, and frankly, uh, you know, a lot of people in porn say they freaking hate the tube sites because even though they'll post their own content to promote themselves there, they know that a lot of their content is going to end up getting stolen. So that's why they really only count on it really as a marketing tool and not really for income's sake uh, because, unfortunately, you know, your porn hubs, your mind geeks that control like 100-plus tube sites, just are, you know, terrible when it comes to taking that content down. And here's the thing. They probably could take some of that content down because, as we've seen with YouTube, uh, it's, it's, you, it's not that hard to file DMCA claims or, you know, uh, or find content based on audio. No, uh, you, you could do it actually a fair amount of times. They just, for one reason or another, I don't know MindGeek's answer, but they just don't do it. Um, maybe the moans are just not specific enough. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing. So Mia got out after three months. Now, bear in mind, when she was in those three months, she went viral. So imagine going viral. And I actually went viral myself before. So uh, here's the thing. She got viral and she became a household name because she uh, sucked cock in a hijab. Now, look, Sam and Rushdie had to, uh, you know, only got, uh, um, what do you call it? Um, he, he, uh, he got death threats, you know, once he, you know, started translating, uh, you, you know, this, this uh, stuff from Arabic into English. Me and Khalifa just had to suck a cock. So, <laughs> first off, I, I don't think that's right. Uh, but uh, the fact is that, you know, that she didn't work hard enough for those death threats. No, I'm kidding. It was, that's horrible. No one should ever get death threats. But that's so true. she sucked talk in a hijab, and that's why she got death threats. And that's why also she became a viral sensation. Uh, she's uh, also, uh, you know, just because she's brown, she's not Muslim, she's Catholic, et cetera, how, whatever you want to make of, it, make of it. I'm an atheist, so I don't really care how, you know, you want to spin the religion here. Uh, but that basically makes her career. She leaves, again, porn after three months. She says she was at a low point in her life when she made it. Uh, she wants to move on, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Now, here's the thing. That would kind of be all fine, but she had enough porn every time she can. And she's like, well, porn ruined my life because I got death threats. People treated me like shit, ex- you know, this and that and this. But here's the thing. Everything she's complaining about, it's actually not really about the industry because the industry treated her well. If anything, most of her complaints are from how people – outside the industry treat her. <laughs> so it's not that, you know, porn has a problem with people. People have a problem with porn. And, you know, there were, you know, it, it, that, that is the issue. But she, does, she blames porn. She doesn't blame the people who are, you know, attacking her uh, or, you know, making these horrible judgments about, you know, pe- uh, porn stars. I mean, I know porn stars who they're like, yeah, I can get a job at Subway because I used to do porn 10 years ago. It's ridiculous. You know, there are people in this society like that. Well, here's another problem. Yeah. Uh, she also, uh, you know, as much as she wants to distance herself from porn, 
Mia Khalifa is not her real name. It's her porn name. Right. That's so the other thing. I, yeah. Yep. Uh, she wants to have her cake and eat it, too. So I'm sorry uh, for anyone who's, like, listening to this and saying, but doesn't she have a point? She was in porn. Well, it's like, okay, well, she got viral off the tube site, which no one really makes money off of, and uh, she's still using her porn name, and she's accusing the wrong people of ruining, ruining her life. Uh, so she's wrong? Yeah, she's a trash person. Um, and all, all I'm saying is, if you paid me twelve thousand dollars for three months, um, I would. You, you could tell me whatever you want about the naked pictures of me. Like, I don't care. You could give me. You could send me whatever letters you want. You could be as mean as you want to. I don't care. That twelve thousand dollars is enough for me, and I would never complain about it. Um, and I'm built like a coat rack, so you would have a lot of of you know, mean insults to say. So anybody around the world, if you want to pay me $12,000 for three months, I'll send you naked pictures and you can tell me whatever you want. I mean, if you just start an OnlyFans, you never know. See, there you go. So, you know. I don't uh, know if there's a, is there a big market on OnlyFans for men that look like coat racks? Yeah, I don't know if there is. Look, there's a niche for everything. And you can market, and you can corner that niche today. I guess that's true. Um yeah. If you, uh, do you get turned on by a guy that disappears when he turns sideways for nine ninety five a month? I got you. Is going to be hey new... baby. You uh, you want to throw a sweater on me? <laughs> see, I, I love this. Is why you're my favorite uh, guest that we've had. Oh my gosh! And see, and that's that's the thing. If if the podcast wasn't enough, like because first of all. Great idea for for a, a a podcast. Great idea for a show because uh, you've had you know a bunch of of fun and interesting guests on the show. But that's not, we really have. Like, like, I mean, we've had everyone from. I mean, I don't know if you guys have gone through some of our guest lists, but we've had comedians we've had researcher porn researchers we've had actors we've had um porn performers you name it we probably had them on and if not we probably have booked them <laughs> and, okay so uh, uh nintendo porn searcher and porn researcher i want that job too yeah add that one to the porn list. porn historian yes Porn Sporean um, is what I want to be called. Yeah, I saw on here. Uh, you know, I, I, apparently, if you just if you just gain a lot of information and you tell people you're a porn historian, no one question questions it. Damn, Even more so if you make a, a business card. You yeah. know, those things are cheap. And go to Vistaprint. You'll get five hundred of them for free. And TV ninety nine is my code, and I am going to get some porn historian, porn researcher business cards made. There you go. Learn oh. some basic facts. No one will question it. You'll be the life of a party. You're welcome. Oh, gosh. This, this is paying off for me already. I love can, this. Can she just be our third host? Yeah. For can you just come on our show every every uh, every week at this time? <laughs> Are you free on Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't pay, though. Yeah, no. So. We, we can't pay, but we can have a hell of a lot of fun. Um <laughs> So okay, so as if as if the uh, the porn cast was not enough. There's also another venture that you're in that has gotten uh, banned from just about every retailer known to man and woman and everybody. Uh, that's the, that's that's basically the complete opposite end of of the spectrum from from porn because it's crayons. <laughs> 
Wait, so, so how how did you get involved in crayons that are banned from basically everywhere? Well, it started with a dream, uh, as most things in life yeah, do. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but honestly, I, I didn't think that I I would get this much heat from crayons. It's just such a ridiculous concept. But three years ago, uh, I had an idea, and I wanted to essentially try out Kickstarter. And I had this totally separate idea I was working on, and I was like, all right, that's too complicated. What's the most simple thing I can do to test out that platform and launch a crowdfunding campaign? And for some reason, you know how, and I don't know if you do this, Chris and Chris, oh, Chris Squared. Yeah, that's us. Uh, yep. But... <laughs> Um, but what I tend to do is I have like a notepad where I just jot down ideas, even if it's on my phone. And for some reason, I have the idea of offensive crayons. And it's something that's kind of like been in society for a while of like, hey, what if we just put funny names on like adult, you know, on like uh, colored pencils or something like that. But no one ever did it. And I was honestly surprised because all I found was, like, maybe people taping names or Photoshopping names. No one actually doing it. So I thought, all right, I feel like this is an easy enough concept. What if I throw this out into the ethos and see if people fund it? 48 hours later, I was getting calls from the Daily Mail saying, well, ma'am, we need to talk to you because your project, Offensive Crayons, has struck a nerve with society and people love it. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so uh, that's how I got started. Three years ago, complete accident. Uh, what I didn't expect was to be banned off Amazon, banned off Shopify, get doxxed multiple times, get the multiple death threats. Uh, let's see. Also uh, be banned off Amazon. Uh, let's see. Aside from Amazon, uh, Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, and basically run, like, the worst possible campaigns and get, like, I get people who love me from both the left and right and hate me from both the left and right. And I love it. I'm reveling in this. <laughs> well, they are now the official crayon of the Friends with Benefits podcast because that is oh, a, absolutely. It's a fantastic idea. Uh, what are What are some of the color names? Oh, we start a little tame with Boner Pill Blue. Okay. All so right, then right. we move on to colors like miscarriage maroon. Oh. <laughs> and then, you know, we, I, I like to mix it up, you know, for like, you know, the, the white people. I, I have the white is privilege. Okay. All right. <laughs> right. Uh, orange, I thought it was pretty timely. Uh, presidential. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. one, uh, let's see, I have statutory grace. That's one of my personal oh. favorites. Oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> that's perfect. But uh, I think one of the ones that's gotten me in the, like, most hot water, though, is the gray one. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Can you guys guess what it is? Let's see. It's gray. So it's, it, like, I'm thinking gray just already, like, harmless oh, color. Oh, no. Kind of in the middle of the spectrum. Oh, no. What do you got? Oh, I'm on the site. Oh, no. Like, I was already on the site, <laughs> and then I saw it. Oh no! Well, go, go ahead and share it. Go ahead and share it with the rest of the class, Chris. Auschwitz Ash. <laughs> <laughs> I 
no, I'm a horrible person. Also, most of my family died in the Holocaust. But, you know, a guy from Australia doxed me and confirmed that he was able to find half my family that did die in the Holocaust. So, Well, you might be a horrible person. He's still trying to figure out if uh, I'm Jewish enough to have made that joke. Uh, Hey, uh, you you might be a horrible person, but you're our favorite person. So don't even worry about that. Wow, that's awesome. That is dark. That is like that. Those are like the jokes that like I wish that like those are the jokes that like I make in private that I wish I could make in public. But uh, uh, I don't believe in my ability to fight because, again, built like a coat rack. So I don't make those jokes in public, but impressive, very impressive. You know, at the end of the day, things can be both tragic and funny. You can have multiple feelings about one thing. I mean, let's be honest. With COVID, people are freaking dying. But you know what? Uh, no one was, you know, uh, you know, saying, guys, let's not call it the boomer remover. <laughs> okay, things can be funny. Things can be tragic. Uh, you know, that's why 9-11 jokes exist. You know, that's why jokes about every type of stereotype and tragedy exist. You know, what, yeah, things can be too soon, but it's all a matter of perspective. Right. So the way I see it is also people cope with different ways, you know, tragedy in different ways. So humor is just another way to do that. Uh, but I feel like a lot of people just are a little too afraid of getting canceled nowadays. So uh, somehow because of these crayons, I've been... Like now it's funny because I used to do software sales and uh, and now I'm like, yeah, I have a crayon empire. This is my day job. I sell enough crayons <laughs> that people want these crayons all the time, yeah. even though I'm banned everywhere. <laughs> well, and that, that's, that, that just makes it more in demand because people want to know what's so offensive about it. Why, why is it ban worthy? And, um, and, and there you go. So people want what they can't have. And if, if there's something where you say you can't even, like even Amazon won't touch it. Amazon has everything. What is what could be so bad that it's not on Amazon? And um, there it is. Yeah, right there. Also, I love how the uh, the original offensive crowns are on sale from ten thousand dollars to eight dollars and fifty cents. Oh, it's a steal. Yeah, no coupon code required. Like you don't even need a coupon code, like I use for my Vistaprint. Uh, porn historian business cards you don't need a tv code to save a bundle on offensive crayons <laughs> what's the um... you know what's really funny um when amazon actually took me down do you know what their lawyer said to me oh god I, god only knows what, what what did they say they said that they were removing my product because i offended children and caucasians <laughs> you know those frail white people <laughs> in their defense they are the two most offended groups. And that is that's very true. true. Uh, okay, so now I have to ask: Are there any uh, that were that were too offensive to make the offensive crayons? Were there any that were just too much? You know, I don't think so. So here's the thing: At this point, I've made over 120 crayon names because we have. So on the main site, we have the original pack. We have the red, white, and fuck you pack for <laughs> you know if, if you're if you enjoy American politics. Uh, we have the holiday edition, and then I just released two more, uh, the porn pack, uh, and then I have the offensive-ish pack, which is Karen-approved. Oh. Uh, but uh, there, I have to say that there were definitely a couple names that were rejected, but generally not because they're too offensive. 
it's because with a lot of jokes, a lot of jokes, believe it or not, are just not evergreen. So, I mean, think about things that we joke about now. Believe it or not, stuff doesn't hold up well, you know, two, three months from now, a year from now, let alone sometimes a week from now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think... Like, uh, I remember one of um, one of my crayons, uh, crayon ideas when I first started was uh, United Red Eye. Do you guys have any idea what that's referencing? Uh, no. No. Do you guys remember how a couple of years ago United was being, beating the shit out of their customers? Oh, yeah, like they forced the guy off the plane, like they were grabbing yeah. people. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's like the, like like Octomom Orange wouldn't work anymore because, you know, she yep. was like real, real popular for a minute. Yeah, I get what you mean. Uh, we're very, um, we're very uh, short attention span uh, with with stuff that we talk about, which is why if if uh, confirmed garbage person Mia Khalifa would just shut the fuck up for a minute, people would just forget about her and she can move on with her life. But I got I got an agenda. If you can't tell, I'm I'm sorry. I got an agenda. <laughs> I mean, how, how dare she not want to profit off sex work? She just has an OnlyFans where she you know takes her clothes off. Right. Not sex work at all. Right. I mean, sex I'm just work. jealous because no one will sign up for my OnlyFans. That's that's what it boils down to. Every time. So where can people yeah, buy offensive? Yeah. Where can people buy offensive crayons? Because you can't get them at Amazon. You can't get them at Walmart, Target. Where can you get them? Offensivecrayons.com. Makes sense. I I should have known that. Um, Offensivecrayons.com <laughs> makes sense. And uh, where can people listen to uh, to do the porncast? Oh man! Well, you guys can find us. TwoGirlsOnMike.com and spell out TwoGirlsOnMike. Although I also own a domain name if people put in the numbers. But uh, we are on uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Just write out TwoGirlsOnMike. We are the ones with the microphone and bra. And I have to say that because when we first started the show, we were the only TwoGirlsOnMike podcast. Uh, And then there's now like seven. Oh, wow. So you guys are trendsetters yeah, is so what it is. I, I guess so. You know, I, I trendset with crayons. I trendset with <laughs> uh, pornography reviews and show names. Who knows yeah. what else I'm going to trendset <laughs> right. next. And, uh, and and how can people keep up with you and uh, either the podcast or, um, or uh, any of your other projects? Uh, how can they keep up with uh, all of your um, – I was going to say goings on, but that sounds weird. Um, everything that you're into, how can people keep up keep up with you? Uh, well, I'm on Twitter uh, at Rational Blonde. I have an Instagram, but I never use it. Uh, if you guys want to, you know, ever check me out on Instagram, it's at TGOM Podcast, which is the show handle as well for Twitter and Instagram or Facebook. Uh, but yeah, uh, Twitter at Rational Blonde. I tried being rational and blonde. Uh, sometimes it happens. <laughs> well, uh, you're going to get tagged in all of our uh, and all of the uh, the postings for this episode. Um, and I, I have a question for you. We've been uh, we've been debating back and forth. I want your opinion on this. Um, okay, so how does your interaction with somebody change once you've had a dirty dream about them and then you see them in person? Ooh. Oh, okay. So I'll tell you this right now. So here's the thing about porn. 
you guys are lucky um, you haven't met a lot of people within the industry. Because once you start meeting people within the industry, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. It's like any other job. Oh, no, don't ruin I mean it for that. me. No, don't ruin it for me like that. Oh. I'm going to ruin it so much. I'm going to ruin it so much. <laughs> oh. So, so you know how, like, if you go to the office, you have, like, Karen, who's kind of a bitch, and then, like, Jake, who for some reason believes in, like, conspiracy, like, tinfoil hat conspiracy theories? Yeah. Fucking Jake. Yeah. Cool. Now you have to bone them. That's uh, the group project. Oh, no. Yeah, that's not good. Oh, yes. Oh, man. Yeah, well, now I, okay, cancel my OnlyFans. I don't even want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm done. And don't get me wrong. There's still a ton of people, the people who are cool in the office, but there are going to be people that you don't like. And you still have to put your dick in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just please Makes tell me. you really that appreciate porn performers so much more. Please tell me that Tommy Pistol is cool. Oh, my God. He's the best. I yes. Yes. Do you guys him. want him on your show? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, look, you guys have. Oh, my sweet. God. Yes. Like, fucking oh. yes. You are literally our best friend. Yeah, you are our favorite friend with benefits right now uh, for being on the show. Like, that's perfect. Oh my gosh! Well, actually, I think we just defined a friend with benefit. I I gave you this. Oh my goodness! I am a literal friend with benefit. <laughs> you are, and uh, Thank now you. you officially have the uh, the open door. Anytime you want to come back, anytime you want to just hang out. Um, my God, Blake! Please come back and hang out with us. Like, just, please do, please yeah. do. But before you leave, which one of us is the real Chris? Yes. Oh, no. We told you there would be a quiz afterwards. Were both of you imposters this whole time? Um, nope. <laughs> I, uh, is the Chris who I, who I interacted with via email the real Chris? Mm. Um, is, that, is that your final answer? Yes. I am a real Chris. I knew it. <laughs> Well, here's here's the fun fact. I too am a real Chris. What a twist! There was what? no wrong answer. Yeah, there was no wrong answer. We were we're we're both real Chris's. Yeah, I don't believe it. He just goes by his last name on the show uh, usually. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but for the for the purposes of this, uh, you know, whenever we have a guest on, we we go by Chris and Chris just to make it easier for them, so they don't have to remember crazy names. <laughs> We're givers like that. Well, I'm glad you you believe, you think so highly of your guests. No, we just like to make so that way you don't have to worry about remembering people's names. You can you can just kind of relax and have fun, and you don't have to have the pressure of oh no, what was their name? I forgot. I know I said it, but that was like ten minutes ago. I forgot it, and then you don't have to be like oh I forgot your name. I'm sorry. See, it's we just try and make it easy. Don't even have to worry about that. All right, That's all right. Smells like pens and paper exist, but sure. <laughs> Uh, you, you, yeah, you uh, overestimate uh, our usual our usual guest abilities to read and write, but um, and our ability to read and write as well. Um, but I appreciate your uh, your confidence in us. Well, thanks for having me on the show, guys. Thank you so much, uh, Alice. Uh, you know, uh, uh, two girls, one mic. The porn cast, offensive crayons. Go support her. Support. These endeavors, they're fantastic. They're the official crayons of the Friends with Benefits podcast. They are. And they're very reasonably priced because they're marked down without a coupon code. 
So you don't even need, <laughs> don't even need to be thrifty with it. Just throw your money at it. It's fine. It's great. Alice, thank you. Have a great night. Thank you so much for being on and joining us. Thank you, guys. Gosh, was she not the best? That was freaking Dude, she awesome. she was so rad. That was awesome. I really wish that she would be our permanent third. <sighs> Can she be our best friend? Will she be our best friend? I'm going to ask. Uh, yeah. The iHeartStamos at gmail.com uh, email inbox is going to send that request. Uh, speaking of, our buddy John Stamos, terrific job on the uh, PBS at Capital Fourth over this holiday weekend. He'll uh, retweet us eventually. He, he retweeted us last year. Like he, he oh, liked it I forgot about that. And it was like the greatest thing uh, that, I, that I've seen in a while. Uh, but we, uh, we, we tried again this year. It did not work. Uh, maybe next year was a little bit different, uh, this year cause they were, they were all, uh, social distancing and it was kind of like a best of, uh, but you know, our, our boy, John Stamos, great job as always, uh, still refuses to button that top button on his button up shirt. I respect if, it. If you looked like him, wouldn't you refuse to button that every day of my life twice on Sundays? I'd, I'd take it down another button on Sundays. Uh, just because that's the Stamos way, the fighting, fighting Greek Stamoses. <laughs> the fighting Stamoses. Yeah, that, that was our. That's always my, uh, my my trivia team or my fantasy football team or my whatever team is uh, the fighting Stamoses. Uh, but man, this has been a hell of a fun show. Uh, if you liked it, you know, give us a review, give us a rating, share it uh, with somebody that you think might like it. Uh, share with Mia Khalifa because she's a shit garbage person. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm going to tag in the write up that says we confirm that Mia Khalifa is a garbage person. And oh yeah, I'm going to see what happens because I can't wait to start something with that bitch. I'll invite her on and she can try and defend herself, but it's not going to happen. No, of course it's not. But uh, yeah, give us a share, uh, share it with somebody you think might like it. Give us a rating, give us a review, uh, comment with us, you know, email us, do whatever. Uh, we'll read your emails on the show. I don't know. Um, Especially if you're an inmate. Yeah. And also don't forget. Yeah. We started the, uh, the uh, friends with benefits, Patreon page. Show uh, us some love. So uh, we've got uh, a, uh, a vault of 203 episodes. Uh, each one minimum of an hour, so you've got over 200 hours. You got really close to like 400. It's close to it's like 350 hours of um, of content, and it's all yours. Uh, you know, on every pledge level. We used to do it when when there was a talk nerdy to me page. Here's here's why we're your friends with benefits. It's true because the talk nerdy to me Patreon page had you paid per episode, and so if we did five episodes a month. You're out five bucks a month. All of ours are uh, the Friends with Benefits Patreon page. Everything is per month. There's not per episode. It's not per posting. It's not anything like that. For as little as $1 per month, you get all 203 episodes. Interviews with Lou Diamond Phillips, Kane Hodder, CM Punk. You heard them all on here. Um, you know, everybody. You heard all of the interviews that we were talking about. Uh, you know, everything that you've heard. Ray Parker Jr., uh, Robert England. Shit, I forgot to mention that one. Uh, Robert England. Um, you know, all of our interviews, every episode that we've ever that we've ever recorded. Beer for my co-run, one of my favorites. Oh, a, a true classic. Uh, a dollar a month. 
$5 a month. And not only that, we give you a bonus episode. We're no longer doing the, uh, the extra bonus episodes every month. Or every, every week. week. Yeah, every week. So we, we will do a uh, – you get access to a – we are doing a Patreon-only bonus episode every month, $5 a month. That's all it costs you. Uh, and also access to the 200 uh, – 203 episodes. Uh, $10 a month is the friend friend with benefits level. Uh, you get uh, – you suggest topics, and we will actually uh, – like we will we will talk about your topics on the show. Um, and you get access and no matter what you pledge, I will even like, this is how, this is how much we want to be your friends with benefits. You sign up for the dollar pledge level. You get that, you get an RSS feed for the archive for the vault. Mm -hmm. Say after a month, you're like, eh, no, I, I need that buck for whatever reason. I need it back. I, I like, I, I'm, I'm going to cancel my Patreon. You get to keep the vault. We, we're not going to take it back. We're not going to change the RSS feed on it. You can keep it forever. Have it. Take it with you. 203 episodes. Little as a dollar. One time if you want. Of course, we'd like you to stay on as long as you want. As long as, you know. Absolutely. Because that's how we get to do more bonus episodes and go places and offer prizes. Because uh, we got some contests coming up that we've got some prizes for. Uh, if you want some cool prizes. If you want... Uh, uh, you know, uh, contests, more stuff, uh, bring on guests. You want us to travel places, um, you know, give us a support, help us grow. Uh, but if you, if you don't want to support us, Patreon, if you can't support us, Patreon, that's cool. I understand. Give us a like, give us a share, give us a review. I'm done being a salesman. That's all. All right. Well, let's take it home guys. Stay safe, stay happy. Uh, you know, keep supporting us. We'll keep supporting you. And, uh, Remember two things for me today. Uh, remember number one, Mia Khalifa's trash. Ha! And uh, remember number two, that we will always remain your friends with benefits. <laughs>